Okay, don't patty cake my Savior. Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, King Jesus. Now, can you do me one more favor before you sit down? Can you give the, the worship, uh, the praise team, thank you? Hallelujah. What an exceptional job you guys did this morning. It was awesome. Thank you so very much. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. I, I feel the spirit of expectation in the house. Just to let you know, the spirit of expectation is the breeding ground for the miraculous. Does anybody need a miracle here this morning? Hallelujah. There's a couple of miracles here, but you might need a miracle. <laughs> the breeding ground for the miraculous is your spirit of expectation that you put on the kingdom of God. Is anybody expecting today? Oh, thank you. Two people. Oh, I got one back there. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Oh, over here too. Over here. Okay. God is about to do something so fresh. So, so full of hope. He's about to overcome you in areas that you have not even been able to believe for. He's about to astonish you. He's about to astonish you with unexpected blessings to give you relief in your life where you have not even been able to believe for. Say, God is good. And all the time, God is good. All the time, God is good. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm, just because we can, can we give him one more clan clap of praise? Just because he's so worthy. <laughs> just because he's so faithful, because he's so kind. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, before I get uh, any more involved in where I think God is leading us this morning, a couple different directions, um, uh, I want the, uh, Captain uh, Sheldon, I would like to name the message this morning, um, honor your gateway to your promotion. Hallelujah. Pastor Kevin's been sharing on honor for the last couple of weeks, am I right? Hallelujah. You can't go anywhere without honor. And let there be light. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't get anywhere of significance and stay there without being a man or woman of honor. And I just want to take just a couple of minutes. I just want to, I want to honor uh, Pastor Sherry because she's here and Pastor Kevin's not. But we're going to pray for Pastor Kevin in just a moment. But I just, I want to honor you, Sherry. Uh, I appreciate your hunger, your thirst, and just, uh, and I don't mean anything more than this, just plain and simple. You are just coming into your season. Your prophetic element in the church is just increasing. I see the hunger. I see, the I, 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 I see all these. I see God moving in your life, and I just thank you that you've been willing to lay down your life, and you, you've put others' needs ahead of yours, and you said, for the good of the greater good of the people, I'm willing to push in, even though I'm not comfortable, even though I don't want to do that, even though I, I just want to hang out with my babies, I just want to hang out with my children, I just want to, you said, no, I, I got to step into this because God's got a greater calling on my life, has a greater purpose, and, and I just want to say, Sherry, we need you. I, want, I, I don't want to, and I pray a great grace. Can you just lift your hands towards Pastor Sherry right now? 
And I just pray a great grace over you, Pastor Sherry, Prophet Sherry, Prophetess Sherry. I just I pray a great grace over you to handle the calling, the election, the purpose, and the dream that God has put on the inside of you. And for what part you play in this church that will set the captives free. We love you, we honor you, we bless you, and we thank God for you stepping into your place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can you say, thank you, Lord? Say, thank you for Sherry, Rooney Dowling in our lives. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, Father God, we pray for uh, Pastor Kevin right now. Actually, uh, Tom, uh, you want to come up and pray for Pastor Kevin? And maybe, um, uh, Wayne, could you just come up as well? Let's just, let's just stand in the gap. Maybe, Sherry, you could come in and proxy. You guys have twain become one. So uh, let's just pray. He, Pastor Kevin is in Haiti right now, uh, and he's, he's, well, how many know that's not easy in Haiti? I don't want to get into any, anything in particular, the difficulties that he's facing, the spiritual principalities and powers of darkness that he's facing or anything like that. We just know that God is able and faithful, and the blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful than anything. So let's just pray, pray for him right now. Father, we just bring Kevin before you now. We thank you, Lord, you never leave him or forsake him. You've given your angels charge over him. They keep him in all our ways, his ways. So, Lord, you're protecting him. We, we speak in confidence, Father, that you're looking after him there, that you will bless the work of his hands. In Deuteronomy 28, you said you bless everything that we put our hands to and, and that you would exponentially, Father, bless the work of his hands while he's there. I thank you, Lord, for that divine appointment that he's able to go, and, and I thank you, Father, it's a privilege to be attached to that ministry down there and to be able to sow into it. It's another avenue, Father, for us to be uh, out of our praise in this house and worship to send Kevin and finances to sow into that down there for those kids, Father, for the school, Lord, for the pastors in that area to see Haiti changed for you in Jesus' name. And we, we just welcome him back safely, Father. And with refreshed spirit, Lord, and uh, with a good testimony on his lips of what you do through him there. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, also we have some men away on retreat this weekend, so we're just going to pray for them. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this boot camp, Lord, that our uh, men have gone to. And Father, um, it's, it's a very good program. Pastor Mark was saying about how he, the Holy Spirit had touched him the last time he was there to some, change some things in his life. And we as men got to realize, Lord, that we have issues, we have problems that we need to deal with. So, Father, I just thank you for them there this weekend. And I know you're going to touch their hearts. I know you're going to change lives uh, so men can step up to the plate and be the people that you've called them to be, the fathers and the husbands, Lord, that you've called them to be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, let's give God. It's always a good time to praise God. <laughs> We're looking forward to the, the men that went away to come back changed, rearranged, and ready to kick butt and take numbers. Amen. Amen. Yeah. One of the, one of the wives said, Amen. <laughs> get them. Get them good, Lord. Um, Pastor Kevin has been using, uh, quoting uh, um, a statement that Ken Gill coined several years ago that honor, no, love is 
giving honor to somebody publicly. Did I get that right? Love is giving honor to someone publicly. And I just did that with Pastor Sherry because we do love you. We, we do love and appreciate and honor Pastor Kevin. We've walked with um, the Dowlings and with Desert Stream for almost two decades. And you can't beat history. It's a long time. Sherry say, oh, my God. That's a lot of babies ago. Yeah, that's um, about five babies ago. So, uh, and I just want to, I want to honor my Uncle Jonathan as a, as a warrior that he, he's, he, you see him here every once in a while. I want to honor my Auntie Rue as well, at who, who's uh, the, the stronger, better woman behind the throne. Uh, that she, she's just uh, um, been a champion to keep the, the glue of the family together as Jonathan has been propelled into the nations. And I just, I honor you this morning, Uncle John, thank you. We were ministering together in Washington, D.C. I can't get into all the ramifications of what God is doing, but we're meeting with very high-level people to shift and change the very foundations of the United States of America and make America great again. And it's on, it's on its way. So I just bless you, Uncle. Can you just give my Uncle Jonathan for all the work he does around the world of spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bless you. Hallelujah. Say, I am a child of new beginnings. What did you say earlier when you started off the service? It's a new day. Say, I am a child of new beginnings. On the sixth day, this is my show now, thank you. I know you're a counselor and politician, but it's my show. I got the mic. Thank you. On the sixth day and on the eighth declaration, God said, say God said. Let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Father God said to Jesus and Holy Spirit, because it was the pluralization, it, it, it was the God of, uh, of, of the Trinity that was, that was speaking and saying, let us make man, let, let us make somebody just like us to, to communicate. On the eighth declaration, say, I am a child of new beginnings. Whenever God needs something done, he introduces one of his children of new beginnings. You are a child of new beginnings. You are a child that was created on an eighth declaration. You are, you, you are a child uh, that takes after the throne and the lineage of David. You've been grafted into the line of Abraham, but you're underneath the, 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 the throne that would never leave Judah, the, that would never leave praise that David himself set up that God blessed David. And he said, David, the the throne will never leave. And we are operating in kingdom authority because of the Davidic promises, the Davidic covenant that we operate in right now. Praise is so important. All the instruments that you you saw up here today, David created. You know where he... He found out about these 
beautiful things to worship. God was on the backside of nowhere taking care of a few sheep. Does anybody feel like you've been on the backside of nowhere sometimes? I didn't expect a very good amen there, but that's okay. I'll just keep going. I know I felt on the backside. I felt like I was the, uh, on the backside. <laughs> no, I was just the little marking on the backside. <laughs> I won't go any further. He was taking care and say, say faithful. faithful. Say honor. honor. David was an honorable man. He was a faithful man. And he would have five major offenses that he would have to walk through before he became king of Israel. But the very, at the very beginning, when, when David uh, was taking care of those few sheep on the backside of nowhere, he was doing one thing. He was praising his God in the midst of, in the midst of your circumstance, in the midst of your situation, in the midst of your valley, in the midst of your problem, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of the opposition. I guarantee you, if you will reach down deep and you allow the praises of God to come out of your mouth, you'll begin to shift and change things and a creative anointing will come upon your life and you'll begin to step into everything that God has called you to be. If you just have the audacity that in the midst of your, the, the enemy that is facing you down, the enemy that is argue the enemy that is coming against you and saying all kinds of accusations if you in the midst of that begin to praise him guess what happens you get mantled with a fresh anointing you get mantled with a new day you get a clean slate and you have this ability you have this ability to go further than you would not have had the opportunity had those problems not come your way should I repeat that again did I go too fast for anybody Get the tape. Everything that you're going through is to, is to cause you to be propelled into. Everything that you're going through right now is not the enemy of your best. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't know how bad it feels. I've had a couple bad days. I don't need to get into anything. Most of you know my life. Most of you know what things I've had to walk through and all, all that wonderful stuff. And I want to tell you, all those things are nothing more than a power and a fuel to go up higher, go in deeper, and go further and be propelled into greater things that I would not have had an opportunity had all these oppositions not come against me. David was on the backside of the desert taking care of a few sheep, being honorable and being faithful. When, when the prophet shows up, like the prophet back then was like, it, it, he was like the man. He was like the superstar he, uh, of Israel. It, it would be like, uh, let me see, who, uh, like, Okay, I'll, I'll, I know the crowd over here. It would be like Beyonce showing up. Helper Jesus. It would be like Justin Bieber showing up. It would be like... It'd be like it would, 
It would be like the mo- it would be like the president showing up. Like I'll just say Obama or Trump, okay? Just because we won't don't want to get political here. It's like the man shows up, like the most powerful person, the one that has the has the authority, and people know it. He shows up on the scene, and he's visiting Jesse. He's visiting Jesse, David's father. But David calls forth, praises unto his God, even in the midst of when he was not being called forth. David called forth when he was not being called forth. Because Jesse, when, when Samuel shows up and he, Jesse's, brings his sons before him. And he brings seven sons before him. Samuel says, bring me your sons. God is about to anoint a king. And he brings seven of his sons before him. Say, I am a child of new beginnings no matter what it looks like. Say, I am the chosen one in my sphere of influence, no matter what it looks like. See, I am somebody's breakthrough in my sphere of influence. I'm somebody's 10-second, 100-meter dash, and I'm somebody's four-minute mile. I am... I am the one that will break through. You are the one that will break through. You got to be the one that are, that are prosperous in the midst of poverty for your family. You, you've been placed in chaos to bring forth order. Come on, somebody. You've been placed right in the midst of that because God knew that you would be faithful. God already knew what he would put, put on the inside of you. God knew ahead of time because he put that. He said, my son is faithful. My son is able. He will stand up in the midst of it and he will release my kingdom. I will place him in the midst of chaos and he will bring forth order. Say, I am somebody's answer. I am a solution. I'm nobody's pet project. I'm nobody's pet project. I'm an answer being delivered. I'm not a problem to be solved. Amen? I have the creator of the universe on the inside of me waiting to come out and meet every problem. I just need a spirit of expectation. So Jesse calls forth, and he calls forth his seven sons, and he, but he forgets about the eighth son. David was the son of new beginnings. David was the eighth son. Whatever you're going through today, it doesn't matter. If God's given you a word, if you know God has given you a word, because David, David, knew that he was anointed. David eventually would be called forth and they would anoint David as king. And I believe it was a 17-year journey. David was on a 6,205-day journey, and on day 6,203 of the 6,205-day journey, all hell broke loose. The heart, 
the, when the harvest is ripe and the harvest is due and it's time for you to receive your inheritance and time for you to receive your harvest, the opposition always gets stronger. It's not time to give up. It's not time to give in. It's not time to sit down. It's not time to shut up. It's time to stand up and declare the goodness of the Lord and repeat back the word of God to your father. Because David shows up. I'm just going to skip ahead just a little bit. David shows up to give um, David's already been anointed. David's already received the, the blessing. David is, is, is still being faithful. David is, is fostering the anointing and, and, and creating these instruments and doing, doing all these wonderful things. And then Jesse sends David to the front line because his brothers, his three older brothers, the three of the seven that were called in, had gone to battle. Say, this is a bonus word. This isn't even my message. This is a bonus word. This is my segue. David shows up, and he brings cheeses to the captains and bread to his brothers. We have three brothers found in 1 Samuel. Don't even turn there. You can check it out later. 1 Samuel chapter 17. He says, the three oldest sons of Jesse gone to follow Saul to battle. The names of his three sons who went to battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next to him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest. David was the eighth son, the son of new beginnings. The, the first name, the first child was Eliab, Eliab which means strength. The second son is Abinadab, which means generosity. And the third son is spectacular, Abinadab, which means spectacular. So strength, generosity, and the spectacular showed up to battle. And when the enemy came on the 40th day, can you hear me this morning? The enemy came on the 40th day of siege and came up and into the land of Israel, into the promised land, and began to breathe, breathe threats and, and accusations and everything he was going to do against the children of Israel. This Goliath, this enemy of Israel would show up and David overhears what's going on. And David says this word that we have championed, and you've heard me preach about it, but this is very relevant this morning. He said, is there not a spoken word? He says in the, in the King James, in the New King James, he says, is there not a cause? But it's deeper than that. It's just not a cause of a cause for, you know, coming around uh, cancer, a cause of, 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 of built, rebuilding somebody's house that was burnt in a fire, or a cause of, of, of championing uh, this, this disease or, or that disease or, 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 or coming together against abuse. Or it's not just a cause in, in a physical reaction to a physical problem. It's way deeper than that. He asked the, the question, the, is there not a debar? Is there not a spoken word? Do you not have a promise from God? Was there not something spoken over Israel? Was there not something spoken over your life? Is there not a word that you have? Do you have a word from God? Hello? Have you ever gotten a word from God? 
I want to challenge you to get your word out. I want you to challenge to get your This Bible, if you've never received a prophetic word from a, a prophet or from a saint or, or, or somebody, I want to tell you, this Bible is full of promises that are yes and amen to those that believe. Can I get a better amen? This, this is full. You can look in here and you can find the, who God says you are. You can have what God says you can have. There are promises that are yes and amen. And you got you to say when the enemy comes on your territory, gets all up in your grill and gets all up in your face and, get in, and says, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, I, you're not going to make it. Your dreams aren't coming true. The vision that you had, it's a bunch of malarkey. When he begins to breathe those things, you got to come back with the word of God and say, God, that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Say, I have a word. I have a word. Come on. I have a word. And I want to encourage you this day that you have a word from God. That no matter what the enemy is doing, when the enemy shows up on your shores, when the enemy shows up on your promised land, when the enemy shows up and, and tries to take you out and tries to take you down and tries to discourage you and tries to get you to get back and sit down, I want to tell you, you got to rise up. you gotta, you got to grab your bootstraps. you got to lift up. you gotta, you got to say, no way. I'm not going to. My family will me not to. And my promises will come forth. I will fulfill my dream. I will. I will. I will. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will overcome every obstacle. I will not be a casualty of war. I will not be taken out. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against me is already condemned and shall be proven wrong. I'm blessed because people bless me, but the only thing that's keeping my, the enemies alive in my life is because I bless those that curse me. That's a bold statement, but I'm just saying that God said, I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. He, he says, but you got to pray for your enemies. I want to tell you, it's your prayers that are keeping your enemy alive. It's your spirit of, your, your spirit of grace and your spirit of mercy. That's, I'm not talking just, I'm not talking like physical death necessarily as much as I am. Death of, of their own dreams and they're, they're, they're cursing themselves up to the fourth generation. We have to understand who, who we've become. We're children of the, the most high God. We're blessed and not cursed. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. He has given us words to stand on. And, and I wanted, I just felt encouraged. Even Tom encouraged me when he was, he was um, giving, uh, uh, presenting some scriptures on, on the offering this morning. That we have to stand on our promises. We have to fight the enemy with the word that God has given to us in our lives. And we have been on this topic of honor. And honor is your gateway to your blessed future. 
Honor is your gateway to your blessed future. Do you have what it takes to go to the next level? Which has to do with you honoring one another and honoring your mother and your father in the faith? Love is when you honor somebody publicly. If you honor somebody, you speak about them good. You bless them into this realm. Because when you pray, you must say. You're not hearing me this morning. When you, when you pray, you must say. Don't, don't, a silent prayer that comes out of me. That's a silent prayer. There's no such thing. That's called meditation. Meditation is good. I'm not telling you not to meditate, but we're talking, I'm talking about prayer. When you pray, you must say. But when you honor, you must say. It's not something that you keep a secret. It's not something that you, that you keep to yourself. It's not something that you, that, that, well, I, they know how I feel, so I don't have to. Because you must pronounce a blessing over those that you are honoring. You must pronounce a blessing over those that you are serving. We are to be servants of all, and especially a double blessing for those that are bringing the word and a spiritual mother and father in our lives. Now, I'm just going to, like Ken, Ken says this as well. Ken Gill says this. We don't have to necessarily be first, but sometimes we got to go first. I had a privilege of serving my grandfather for this significantly for the last seven years of my life. And I can stand before you this day without any threat of, 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 of retaliation, of anything that I'm exaggerating. But I did everything that I know I could have to bless him. Um, I, I won't get into some of the details, but I was able to bless him financially to the tune of $140,000 in seven years. I guess I did. Uh, anyway. I was able, I, almost every week, it would, it would take three hours, three and a half hours to cut his lawn, but almost every week I was up there cutting his lawn when, I had, when my own lawn needed to be cut. Truth? I was able to travel with him. I was able to... I was able to uh, Poor old get he it was such a blessing it was it was no it, it was no burden get me don't get me wrong I, it was no burden it was a joy I had such a joy it was unfair and I want to tell you my first point to you today as I'm about to exegetically preach the word of God to you from the verse in which he's going to give me I'm going to exegetically preach like a Baptist here in a minute, so just get ready. It might have a prophetic element to it, but. My first point to you is, when, when you're talking about a spiritual father or a spiritual mother in your life, God will lead you to somebody that you will love and it will not be a burden. 
Because God is about to set you up. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. Say, my gateway to fulfilled life is honor. I've tried to honor Kevin and Sherry, and they can tell you whether I have or haven't. Um, she's nodding her head yes, and, and the, the check's in the mail. Mm -hmm. Add a few zeros. She says add a few more zeros. And, but you've got to grab the mic if that's going to happen. At the end, okay. Yeah. Um, but I want to tell you one of the most singular things that, that if, if I have any open doors in my life, it's come... Because out of honor. Are you willing to do what it takes to go to the next level? Honor comes with, even though you know it is, you're blessed and you're, you're, you know that you're to serve this mother or father in the faith. You, you know that you're, you're to bring honor to their lives. At times there's challenges. How many know that I have a strong personality? I just, I just want to release that to you. I, I just a little revelation. I just want to be vulnerable this morning. I have a strong personality. But how many know that Pastor Kevin is no wimpy creature neither? That Pastor Kevin has a strong personality as well. Guess what? He's an apostle. I'm, I'm, I'm a prophet in the, in the house. At, and guess what? We've learned to walk together. Iron has sharpened iron. And we have let unconditional love be our resource in each other's lives. And, and, and I can say today, Kevin is one of my best friends. And we've walked through stuff. And he has covered me. It hasn't been difficult. At seasons, you know, there's been decisions that have to be made when people are trying to lure me out and they wanted me to take over this church and, and wanted me to have, you know, had, and start my own ministry and all these other things. And I said, no, I don't feel, I feel I'm supposed to serve the house. I'm supposed to be with Kevin and Sherry. There are seasons in your life in which you're going to have to make decisions to allow God to position you or reposition you to be blessed in this world. How many wants your maximum potential to come forth? So you can hit the mark in the bullseye and get the full, fullness of what God has for you. Or you can hit the peripheral and just get by and have two kids retire, buy a boat and move to Florida and die about 75. Or you can live the fullness of what God has for you because you've allowed him to position you and reposition you. And that comes through honor. Okay. I will be done in 14, 13 minutes and 37 seconds. And if you believe that, say amen. Amen. Oh, wow, there's a lot of doubt and unbelief in the house. As your faith be it unto you. I got a roast beef to get to. I don't know about you. Turn with me in 2 Kings chapter, chapter 2. 
starting in verse 1. I love you, bro. Your grandpa passed away? We just pray. Oh, yeah, calm. We pray over the Gray family right now. We thank you for strength. We thank you for the greater grace. We thank you for the mantles. We thank you for the callings, the election, the purposes of God. That, Father God, you have for this family. I thank you for this, this season of increase, a season where that seed is being planted in the ground and an apostolic fathering anointing is being released into that family. I thank you that the greatest days are best upon them right now. Best days are upon them right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You have Second Kings chapter 2? Second Kings chapter 2. Is that what I said? Okay, good. Second Kings chapter 2. And it came to, starting in verse 1, and it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Say whirlwind. In Sunday school, they, they had Elijah going up in a fiery chariot. Well, guess what? Your Sunday school teacher lied to you. Say, Father. I forgive my Sunday school teacher for the false doctrine. The fiery, the fiery uh, chariot separated Elijah from Elisha, but Elijah went up in a whirlwind in the breath of God. Amen? Sorry to ruin your childhood. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. Going back to verse 1, it says, And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went to Elisha from Gilgal. There are four major places that Elijah spoke to Elisha and said, Stay here. Can you stay with me for another 10 minutes? The first place that, that Elijah and Elisha are brought to is a place called Gilgal. Gilgal is the wheel. It means rolling. When you begin to connect with somebody, when you begin to release honor to a, a mother and a father, you, things begin to, begin to roll. You get, you get to go on a roll and you say, well, this feels pretty good. Um, you know, I've got a mother or a father. I've got, I got a spiritual mother or father in my life. And things begin to roll. And they, There's a wheel and things begin to take traction in your life. And you begin to build relationship. And, and, and yet at this time, Elijah is telling Elisha, stay here. I've got to go on. How many know that you, like with Pastor Kevin and Sherry, for us to grow, we have to have some people with tenacity that are going to buy into the vision, to buy into the dream, and begin to support them. And that there's going to be times that, that, that things will arise and distractions will come and, 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 and we, we will have an option to stay where we're at and just where things are, you know, gaining traction and you have a relationship or, or you can... 
keep going. I said, no. This is not enough. I, I need to honor. Your persistency and your consistency in the degree of honor that you release will determine how far and how deep you go. Elijah said, Elisha in verse 2 says, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. Bethel means house of God. You're taking traction. You, 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 you're bought into the program. You, you're, you're beginning to dine together. You're beginning to pray together. You're, you're beginning to do things in the house of God. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. This is what Elijah said. I'm not going to leave you, not at Gilgal. I'm not going to leave you just in the house. Uh, uh, but I will not leave you. So he went down to Bethel with him. He left Gilgal. He went down to the house. Now the sons of the prophet, verse 3, who were at Bethel came out of Elisha uh, came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you not know the Lord will take away your master from you today? Many people know what's going to happen. And know what they should do. I'm taking my time here because you need to hear this. Many people know what's going to happen, and many people know what they should do, but are not willing to pay the price. Say, I'm willing to be willing. I don't know what that looks like in your life. But to receive a mantle and to receive the fullness of what God has for you, there's a level and a degree of honor that you're going to have to learn to walk in. Verse 4, and then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here. So they're now in Bethel. They've left Gilgal. They left the rolling. They, they've left the house of God. And, and, and then Elisha said to him, Elisha, stay here. Stay in the house. Stay here, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. Jericho is from the root of ruach, which means the breath, and where we get the term of the Holy Spirit, the ruach hakodesh, the holy breath of God. So when you go beyond these certain places where these obstacles and, and people are trying to get you to stay here, you don't have... Why, why would you take four days off and... And just bless Barry. Don't you know you got your own family to take care of, don't you? Who, who does Barry think he is that he needs somebody to drive him? He's not capable. You know, and those, who's taking care of those few sheep? People were ridiculed. And Canadians are some of the worst. We make fun of leaders. We don't honor them. You get uncomfortable. When somebody begins to bless somebody publicly. Oh, who do they think they are? They think they're all that in a bag of chips. I think I'm all that in a big fat steak. I'll just let you know. I'm a child of God. Don't you know who I am? But people will try to get you. 
to discredit and take you down and not allow you to fulfill your purpose by getting you to curse those that are about to make your way. Things will come up and say, no, you can stay there. Just stay there. You don't know how, you don't need to bless, you don't need to honor, you don't, you don't need to give tithes, you don't, you don't need to give offering, you don't need to serve, you don't need to drive them in, you don't need to do that. You got your own anointing, you got your own, you got, you, you're called yourself. Who do you, who? Don't let the spirit of accusation, spirit of intimidation, a lying spirit that's trying to contain. Can you hear me this morning? Trying to contain you, trying to keep you. Trying to stop you when God is trying to bless you. And the only way you're going to get to the place of fulfillment in your life is to find somebody to honor. Your great gateway to your greatness, which God has called you, everyone in this room, with a purpose, a calling, election, a dream. You are called to greatness and be a dominant principality of life within your sphere of influence and an answer to all your family and your job. Every time you step into your business of operation, every time you step into the school that you're going to, that place is blessed. And you will not maximize that for your sphere of influence if you don't learn how to honor. If you don't learn how to press through the accusation and press through the lies and press through and give public honor and bless people. It's so wonderful to be able to platform and bless people. It's such a privilege. It's such an honor. Stay here, Elijah, Elisha. But he said, as the Lord lives, come on, you got to have some tenacity. You got to have a wee bit of swag. You got to have a wee bit of attitude. You got to have a, a wee bit of a righteous indignation. Are you kidding me? You put your cloak on me. I've been following you and you want me to stay here? No way. As God lives, I shall not stay here. He said, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Say, I, I've come to Jericho. Bethel is a, Gilgal is the rolling. Bethel is the house of God. Jericho is the breath of God. When you press through what you've been pressing through, when you stand and in all things stand, and when you honor even in the midst of dishonor, when you, when you keep on honoring and walking in a life of honoring, that's when the breath of God comes and begins to breathe life into your dreams. Is anybody hearing me this morning? When you press through the opposition and you keep on honoring, that's when Jericho shows, that's when the breath of God, the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit shows up and begins to <laughs> breathe life into your dreams, begins to breathe life into your life. Say, honor is my gateway. See, we give offerings right here, but we don't give offerings so that we will get blessed. We give offerings knowing we will be blessed. We give offerings because we have a heart to give. But God has a heart to multiply. And you can't help but be blessed. So we don't honor so that we can get a promotion. We honor knowing that the promotion will come.
because it's just a fact of life. Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? <laughs> and I will finish in 32 seconds. But as, as, he, as the Lord lives and as, the soul, as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went and came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets were at Jericho and came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will be taken away from your, uh, the Lord will take away your master from you today? So he answered and says, yes, I know. Keep silent. Sometimes you've got to just tell the enemy to shut its mouth. Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. A few moments later, Jesus is saying to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. It's found in Matthew chapter 16. Sometimes good people give you bad advice. Don't listen to everything that comes down the trough. The enemy of your best is some good person saying to you, honey, I, honey, I know your heart and you're doing the best you can. Sometimes people that are well-meaning want to bless you and hug you and they want to hug you actually to death. Father, I thank you for this day. I bless you. I thank you for the spirit of honor in our house. Thank you for the grace, Lord God, that we have to overcome and be everything you called us to be. I thank you for honor opening. Thank you for honor being our gateway. Thank you for the blessings that we have, Lord God, that we're able to have people in our lives, that you allow us to, to be targets, that you allow us, Lord God, to serve. Father, we bless you and honor you today in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is kind of your benediction, but I just have a closing remark. Just so I could be done within that 32 seconds. Could you stand with me this morning? So they went from Gilgal, the rolling, to Bethel, the house of God, to Jericho, the breath of God. Things are going pretty good because they've pressed through. Sometimes you've got to tell the enemy to shut his mouth. Then verse 6 says, Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jordan. Jordan is the place of descent. Jordan is, is a place where things aren't rolling. where you're not housed and protected, where the breath of God is not necessarily being inhaled, but you've met up against the opposition of Jordan, the descent. Jordan means the descent. If I can encourage you to no matter what it looks like, be like the two sons of Noah that would cover up their father, not expose him. I'm not, letting, I'm not asking wink at sin. I'm asking you to pray for it, not uncover. I'm asking that, that when things don't look, and things seem not right, 
and, and you see something wrong in, in one of your mother's or father's spiritual, in, in your, one of your spiritual mother's and father's lives, that you, you don't go blabbing it around the world. You begin to blab it to God. You begin to pray for them. You begin to bless them. Because guess what? Okay, another revelation. I'm not perfect. Yeah, it's true. Kevin and Sherry. Kevin and Sherry are not perfect. Mark and Rhonda aren't perfect. Mark and Katrina aren't perfect. Tom and Jolie DeHaan aren't perfect. Wayne and Cheryl Levy aren't perfect. The, Cindy and, and Sheldon Crowder, well, Sheldon will tell you, Cindy is, but. And for us to go forward, we, we need prayers. We, we need you to believe in the calling of God. We need to honor Kevin and Sherry as the lead of our house. Can I encourage you to allow yourself this great gift to come into your life and honor somebody today? Say, I receive my great gift of honoring somebody in my life today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, without any music being played, I would just want to, don't come yet. But if you, if you need to come up and just spend some time in prayer this morning, you'll do two things. Make room for the Baptist to leave Swiss Chalet. And if you need to spend some time with the Lord and just say, Dad, I need, I need to walk in honor. And I, maybe you need to do some repentance. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you've spoken curses. Maybe you've done those things. But we, there's going to be one day when we will have thousands of people in our church. Thank you, Tom. One day there will be thousands of people in our church. And it will be because of, it will be because of you guys. And I just want to honor you as gatekeepers. I want to say, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. It doesn't really, it does matter to a certain degree how great the leadership is. It's, it's, it's how great honor can be released in the house. God wants to open up a doorway, a, a gateway of blessing in your life that you cannot even contain. So as I'm praying, you're just welcome to come on up. We'll, we'll have some people pray with you if you need be. But I honor you. I bless you today, and I thank you. I just have a great day. Please pray for, continue to pray for Pastor Kevin. When's he home? Next Saturday night. Oh, wow. He's pre Pastor Kevin will be here preaching next Sunday. So just keep him in prayer over this week. So, Father, we thank you for honor. We thank you for the grace to honor. We thank you for the mercies upon our lives. And, Father God, we... We bless you and we thank you, Dad, for all that you're doing in Desert Stream. Thank you for all that you're doing in Belleville, Ontario, and Canada. I thank you that Canada and America, Lord God, Turtle Island, is, Lord God, a, a, a city of refuge.
and a healing, Lord God, to the world. And I pray that we will come into the fullness of that, even through the spirit of honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Greet somebody, give them a high five, a kiss on the cheek, a hug, and have a great afternoon. Bless you guys. Bye-bye.